Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Hook Products USA. Truck lovers, tow hook covers finally are here. Introducing Tokes, a first-of-its-kind tow hook cover that is a great way to personalize your truck's factory tow hooks. Tokes are made in the USA out of high-grade silicone rubber that clasps right over your truck's factory tow hooks so it installs in seconds and no tools are needed. With colors red, white, blue, pink, and amber, and costing just $34.95 per pair, Tokes are a unique and affordable way to customize your truck. Go to hookproductsusa.com and head over to the compatibility tool to make sure that Tokes will fit over your truck's tow hooks. After that, check out a super easy and your truck will be rocking its Tokes in no time. Again, that's hookproductsusa.com for Tokes, the original tow hook cover. Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I am your host. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. We are recording this on Sunday morning, the day after the Lakers got a huge win in game three at home against the Warriors. They end up winning that game 127 to 97, a 30 point win after coming off an almost 30 point loss in game two. And it's just crazy how the things work when Anthony Davis plays well, when the Lakers play defense. The Lakers had a really good plan, strategy, defensively against the Warriors. You saw them put, you know, in games one and two, Jared Vanderbilt had been playing against Steph. He'd been like the primary defender against Steph. And then in, in game three, you saw, I think they put like Austin Reeves on Steph. They put Draymond or Vanderbilt on Draymond Green and then... Anthony Davis guarding either Jermichael Green or Kevon Looney, depending on who's in the game and whatnot. And that allowed the Lakers to switch whenever, basically, you know, J- Draymond Green's the primary screener for Steph Curry or Clay or, you know, when they're running the pick and roll. So you put Jared Vanderbilt on, on Draymond Green, then you can switch those screens. So then Jared Vanderbilt switches on to Steph. And then, yes, you get stuck with Austin Reeves on Draymond. But Austin Reeves is capable enough to, I think, slow down Draymond. Draymond isn't a crazy good offensive player. He doesn't have a ton of tricks up his sleeve. And then you get Anthony Davis helping off of Kevon Looney or Jermichael Green, who, you know, Jermichael Green hit some threes in game two, but he's not a serious threat offensively for the Warriors. So, you can have Anthony Davis help down off of those guys, depending on who's in the game. So that was a really cool adjustment the Lakers made going into game three. And then on top of that, you just had the Lakers being extremely aggressive offensively. You had Anthony Davis, a big game. He continues to do his his every other game, having a big game. He ended up with 25 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks, just an absolute dominant factor in the game he got 12 got to the free throw line 12 times went 11 for 12 from the free throw line Lakers overall got 37 free throws so that's a huge I mean Warriors fans are obviously going to be crying about that saying that it's not fair the refs want the Lakers to win the game but the Lakers are just matter of fact like it's just it's just it's a fact that they are just more aggressive going to the basket and you're going to get to the free throw line more often when you attack the basket you had LeBron James putting up 21 points, 7 rebounds, 
D'Angelo Russell also had 21 points, so a big game from the Lakers' quote-unquote big three. Another tough game for Austin Reeves. I've been seeing and hearing people saying that he just does not look right physically. He's struggling, whether it's like a leg injury, whether it's just him, you know, just the wear and tear of the playoffs, his first time in the playoffs. But his shot, he went, you know, went two for eight last night, one for four from three, 10 points, but he was a plus 31, which is insane. When he's on the floor, good things happen for the Lakers. He got to the free throw line seven times, so that that was good. We went five for seven from the free throw line. So, you know, again, a tough, tough Austin Reeves game again. This is his third or fourth game in a row where he just has not totally looked right, but he's still making positive things happen, and he's still being doing Austin Reeves things, just playing hard and doing, you know, being in the right place at the right time for the most part and things like that. So that was good to see. Um, off the bench, we had Dennis Schroeder. He added 12 points. Uh, in 20 minutes, Rui Hachimura got 16 minutes worth of playing time, went two for three, uh, hit a three out of five points. Um, and then this is, you know, this was a similar, similar to game six against Memphis, similar to game two against the Warriors, where almost the entirety of the fourth quarter was garbage time. The Lakers built a huge lead and were able to rest Anthony Davis and LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell um, in the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis only played 33 minutes, so he had 25 points in 33 minutes. LeBron James only played 32 minutes, 21 points in 32 minutes. D'Angelo Russell had 21 points in 29 minutes. Austin Reeves only had to play 30 minutes. So it was nice to see uh, just the Lakers starters get a little bit of rest during the game, which was awesome. Um, Lonnie Walker ended up getting 24 minutes off the bench. He went four for six, two for four, two for four from three uh, for 12 points also. So um, any time that you can build a lead big enough that almost the entirety of the fourth quarter is garbage time, you're in a good situation. You know, whenever the Lakers are winning to a point where you can get Tristan Thompson six minutes of playing time, that's a that's a great situation to be in. Tristan Thompson had like I'm pretty sure he dunked on someone pretty hard. He had two points, so that was pretty sick. And then this is also this game is just an example of what happens when the Warriors don't shoot 50% from three, which, as we know in Game Two, are very capable of it. Even Game One, they shot like 40. 5% or 40% from three, they're capable of shooting that well, but you're not, it's, it's not really sustainable to shoot like that every single game. So you knew at some point, or I knew at some point that the Warriors were going to have a little bit of a slump in like at least one game where they, you know, <laughs> didn't shoot well. And in this game, the Warriors shot 29, almost 30% from three. Clay Thompson was three for nine. Steph Curry was four for ten. Um, Jordan Poole's zero for four. Andrew Wiggins was two for four, but we held Steph to twenty three points. Held Clay Thompson to fifteen points. Held Andrew Wiggins to sixteen points. And the leading scorer off the bench for the Warriors was Kaminga, who basically only played garbage time. He had ten points. So the Lakers did a really good job. Their defensive strategy held Draymond Green in check. He only had two points. Um, Jermichael Green came back down to earth after game two, um, only had two points. And in the same way that the Warriors shooting 50% from three is unsustainable, maybe the way that the Lakers have to play defense against the Warriors isn't always sustainable for multiple games, right? Maybe the Lakers had a good strategy. They caught the Warriors off guard and they'll come back in game four with big adjustments, you know? So we're, we're in this area now that we've played three games and both teams have had a chance to lose and adjust, right? 
And so now we kind of are going to get in game four, kind of the best of both teams in a, in a, in a way. So, and that's kind of why the Memphis Lakers Memphis game four was so intense was you had played three games, both teams had lost and adjusted and the game four was intense and Anthony Davis did not play well in that game. The Lakers for, for all intents and purposes probably should have ended up losing that game, but they end up pulling it out and winning in winning game four. So it's going to be a dog fight in game four and it'll be interesting to see what the Warriors come out and do. I have a feeling they're, I mean, the thing is they're going to do whatever they can to, to get Steph shots, right? They're going to do whatever they can to keep Clay Thompson shooting well. And I mean, if Clay doesn't, just isn't able to hit shots, then obviously that's huge for the Lakers, right? He did not shoot that great. He was not that great in round one against the Kings and the, the Warriors just, you know, they're going to need to try and get their shooters open looks and hopefully hit those hit those shots. I mean, we talked about this, right? The Lakers and the Warriors just have two really different styles of play. The Lakers are at their best when they're either on a fast break or just attacking the basket, getting physical, drawing fouls, those kinds of things, not settling for threes or long twos. The Warriors, on the other hand, are at their best when they're getting open looks from three. They're not physical. They're not that tall. So they're not going to be able to really, you know, attack the basket, especially against a team that has someone like Anthony Davis. So it's kind of like, you know, just two very different styles of play going at each other. And it makes it for, it makes for fun, fun watching, right? It makes it, it's fun to watch the Lakers um, try and attack the basket and then try and watch the Lakers stop the Warriors from from shooting threes and, and getting any sort of interior looks and all that stuff. So, um, but overall, like just a great Anthony Davis game. Great again defensively. I mentioned he had four blocks, um, 25 points. And I talked about this before going into the series. The two focal points of the series are Steph, Steph and Anthony Davis. Whatever guy is able to play his best in the majority of games the is going to win the series and so far we have two really good anthony davis games one really bad anthony davis game and the lakers are two and one in the series um so far the lakers have done a pretty good job at keeping steph in check i mean in game two his stat line you know you look at the box score his stat line didn't look phenomenal but if you actually watch the game right you you saw that he was really involved in a bunch of stuff he had a ton of assists he still scored 20 points he was involved in everything and the lakers we're trying to like double and even triple team them at times. And what, you know, it was leaving guys open and he was just really, the Lakers were focusing on him so much that other guys were able to get good looks. And obviously that's why Clay went for 30 points. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's really Anthony Davis is the big focal point for the Lakers, right? We've seen multiple times where LeBron James actually plays really well and he, you know, the Lakers still lose and stuff. LeBron James is no longer, like, just in this series, especially with his injuries and stuff, and playing presumably fairly injured <laughs> with his foot, he's just a little, more, a little more limited. But I will say, shout out to him, and I think it was in the third quarter where LeBron was running all over the court. He was, there was a play where Jordan, I think it was Jordan Poole, was wide open <laughs> 
on one end, like one corner, and like the Lakers didn't have one player in in the entire corner. LeBron came from help side on the other corner and blocked Jordan Poole to create a fast break opportunity. There was another play where the Warriors had a fast break opportunity. LeBron James sprinted and you know poked the ball, um, deflected a pass to go out of bounds, and just a ton of hustle plays from LeBron, which was huge. And obviously, he's not going to be able to give us that the entirety of a game, but that it was a crucial time in the game in game three where the Lakers had built a sizable lead. I think it was like a 16 or almost like an 18 point lead. And then the Warriors went on a little run, made it a 10 point lead and a 10 point lead against the Warriors is virtually nothing. As we saw in game one where the Lakers built a 14 point lead that came down in like two minutes of game time and they tie the game. So, um, you know, 10 point leads, nothing for, the Warriors and and it was huge for LeBron James to to kind of play the get those hustle plays to help keep moment, momentum for the Lakers. There was a point in the game in Game Three where I, I forget if this made it like a twelve point game or a ten point game where there's a bunch of loose balls. Lakers couldn't secure the loose ball. It dribbles off to Kevon Looney under underneath the Warriors basket and he gets it to a sprinting Andrew Wiggins who comes down and just dunks all over Anthony Davis. And at that point, I'm like, oof. I think that made it like a 10-point game, and the Warriors were fired up. I'm like, this could shift the the momentum of the game, and thankfully it didn't. Thankfully, you know, LeBron started making some hustle plays. Lakers were able to hit some big threes and maintain maintain the lead and ultimately build it up to a 30-point lead. So that was huge from LeBron to see those hustle plays where it's like, again, he's not doing that every game. He's, or he's not doing it for the entirety of every game, but – He's had a lot of moments in these playoffs where he gets a big block, a big steal, a big deflection, and turns it into something big for the Lakers, whether it's a fast break opportunity or just right stealing, taking away possession from the Warriors and going down and the Lakers hit a three or, or whatever it is. So um, that was awesome, right? Just a, a huge – to get a big Anthony Davis game where right? he's playing, he's just unstoppable defensively and offensively. You get LeBron James just making those hustle plays. And then also, like, he, he attacked the basket well, too. There was a few times where he took over in that same Warriors run where he just took over, did his typical, like, drive to the basket, barrel down, do a little quick spin move, layup, wide open. Um, and again, the, the free throw situation was huge for the Lakers. We got 37 free throw attempts. And again, People around the NBA, NBA fans, NBA Twitter, Warriors fans especially, are going to be crying about it. They already are. But it just is what, that's part of the Lakers game. And people are like, Lakers literally, literally I saw a tweet there. Was, I was like, the Lakers literally can't win w- without this. And it's like, you know, them having 27 free throw attempts or whatever it was. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, that's part of the game. You get fouled. It takes away your opportunity. Like, it makes it harder for you make, to make a basket. So that's why you get free throws. And... The Lakers are great at attacking the basket, being like when they're at their best, at least getting physical. Um, Austin Reeves had a great play against Clay Thompson, where you know he just kind of like gets gets a uh, Clay Thompson in like the like a whirlpool almost, where he's like spinning, like not spinning, but he's like on his pivot foot, moving around, pump faking and stuff. Gets Clay Thompson off his feet, and then kind of goes up for a shot creates the contact, gets gets free throws. You know, that is that is a skill in basketball. Yeah, it's annoying if you're the opponent, right? Because you're like, okay, 
if you're if you're a, a good defender, just stays in place, right? Hands up, and let you know let the offensive guy move around and do all those dance moves and all these things. Don't don't fall for the trickery, but Clay Thompson and so many other people do, especially against Austin Reese. So it just it's part of the game, you know. In the same way that it it'd be the same thing as me like underlining the the Warriors shooting fifty percent from three in game two and being like the Warriors literally can't win without this. It's like yeah, no duh. You win games by making shots. You win games by getting opportunities to put the ball in the basket, and free throw opportunities is a part of the game. It's a part like it's a part of getting the ball in the basket, you know. So it just is what it is when you have. I've said this multiple times. The tallest guy in the Warriors is six foot nine. Draymond Green himself is six foot six. Yes, he's a big body. He's got that low center of gravity, long arms. He can guard, you know, he's like Charles Barkley, right? Like you can place the center position at six foot six if you have that body type. And, and Draymond Green does, and he's really good at it. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that Anthony Davis shouldn't still be able to like attack him. And if Anthony Davis is attacking the basket, that Draymond Green isn't forced to foul him because he just is undersized. It is what it is. The Warriors are an undersized team in this series. And that's at least it should if the Lakers are playing if they're playing physical and they're aggressive should lead to a lot of free throw opportunities for the Lakers and not a lot of free throw opportunities for the Warriors because they're just not attacking the basket. They're not able to, especially when Anthony Davis is playing at a defensive level that he is. And they're settling for, you know, 40 to 50 threes a game. Like that just is half of their shots were three pointer, three point attempts. So, um, you just have to say that because it's like, it is, it's, it looks bad when you look at the box score. You're like, wow, the Lakers got 37 free throw attempts and the Warriors only got six. But if you watch the game, like, honestly, the Lakers probably could get more free throw attempts when you look at Anthony Davis and LeBron James attacking the basket. There's, like, at least probably, like, four, you know, three to five drive to the baskets where um, Anthony Davis, like, where either Anthony Davis or LeBron James are probably getting fouled and there's no call. So... But that's not me. I'm not trying to sit here and complaining and saying that they need more. I'm just saying, like, you probably could get more. And you look at the regular season, the Lakers were number one in free throw attempts in the season, and the Warriors, I think, were last place in free throw attempts for the season. So it actually would – I saw someone tweet this. They said, like, it would make more sense for – or it would make less sense for there to be a large – or for there to be a small free throw disparity in this series. It it makes sense for how the regular – even how the regular season was played – for there to be for there to be a big free throw disparity in this series. And I also saw someone else tweet that <laughs> that the Warriors actually this in the playoffs this uh season so far lead all teams in free throw attempts. Lakers are number two. So just a little interesting tidbits that I've seen um people talk about on Twitter when people bring up the the free throw disparity in the series and in the in game one and game three specifically. So just a great win for the Lakers. It's always nice to come back from a tough loss, especially a blowout. Like I, you know, I mentioned this in my last episode. I wasn't that upset about the loss in game two. I was more upset about getting blown out and how bad the offense looked and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's nice to see the Lakers bring it. And the Lakers just haven't really proven that they can bring it two games in a row. Right, like even game four against the Grizzlies, we won the game, but there's a lot of opportunities for us to lose that game. 
Um, Anthony Davis didn't play well. We needed the heroics from LeBron James to tie the game, to force overtime, and then his heroics in overtime to win that game. There's a lot of a lot of opportunity for us to uh, to lose that game. So hopefully the Lakers can come out. We can. I mean, like I mentioned, Anthony Davis is the focal point. If Anthony Davis can come out and put up, you know, 23, 25 plus points, pull down a bunch of rebounds, get some blocks, like it's likely that the Lakers will win that game. Now, if the Warriors come out and shoot 50% from three again, it'll make it a little tougher. But if we get an aggressive Anthony Davis, aggressive LeBron James, and good defense, protecting the paint and all that stuff, then at the very least we'll be in the game. We'll get a ch- we'll have a chance to win. So, um, you know, I don't really know what like what I'm sure the Warriors have a bunch of stuff up their sleeve. Just thinking ahead to Game Four for how they'll adjust to you know like the Jared what we talked about the, at the top of the episode with. Um, Jared Vanderbilt guarding Draymond Green, switching off onto Steph or Clay or whoever. Um, Anthony Davis roaming around. Unless you go really small and pull Jermichael Green off the court and maybe put like DiVincenzo on, someone else that can is a little bit more of a three-point threat and have Anthony Davis guard him, right? Then you can't, then Anthony Davis can't roam as much. And he's a little has to be a little bit more committed to closing out on Divincenzo, but even then, like I'd rather, I'd rather have Divincenzo beat us than I'd rather take the chance of Divincenzo hitting eight threes in a game and beating us than letting Steph Curry just cook and and do his thing on us. So um, it'll be in- interesting to see how the Warriors offensively adjust. Um, another big thing in game three that the Lakers did well is by being aggressive, they got Draymond Green in foul trouble. Draymond Green got five fouls at the be- like early in the third quarter. So that obviously really limits the Warriors defensively if Draymond Green's in foul trouble because Kevon Looney just can't. He's not quick enough, not big enough to guard Anthony Davis. Um, Draymond Green obviously can't guard. I mean, I didn't see all of his fouls. I was, I didn't, I don't know if the majority of those fouls were on Anthony Davis or not, actually. But um, Anthony Davis being being aggressive, LeBron James being aggressive, it's going to force Draymond Green or other guy, whoever's down by the basket, to foul them more often than not. So getting Draymond Green was uh, in foul trouble was huge in the third quarter for the Lakers to really pull ahead and – Limit because that limits the Warriors' offense because you don't have Draymond Green over there screening for Steph Curry, and then you don't have Draymond Green under the basket to try and slow down Anthony Davis or LeBron James or whoever's attacking the basket. So, um, getting Draymond Green into foul trouble is it's not something that you can totally control, right? Because you have to control the only thing you can control is being physical and, and being aggressive. You need the refs to see the foul and call the foul, and you need Draymond Green to <laughs> actually commit a foul. So, um, It'll be interesting to see if the Lakers can keep that up in game four. I like, I mean, the Lakers, I th- we're undefeated at home in the playoffs, so I like our chances in that sense. Um, I don't like our chances in the sense that Le- that Anthony Davis seems to only play well on the odd games, right? Like game one, game three, game five. <laughs> um, the even games, Anthony Davis has been like averaging like 12 points or something crazy, so... Uh, we have a game four coming up, which is an, an even game. So hopefully Anthony Davis can break the streak and actually come out and we can get him involved early again, get him 
get him going. And the thing with Anthony Davis is like, even if his shot isn't falling, and I talked about this a little bit after game games one and two, but even if his shot isn't falling, there's no reason that he can't be aggressive trying to get rebounds and, you know, pulling down offensive rebounds, pulling down defensive rebounds, being just under the paint in general. And, you know, I think in game two, he was pulled on, he was pulled away from getting a lot of rebounds because he was guarding Draymond Green, who was pulling him up, you know, out, pulling him out with the pick and rolls and stuff. And so then he wasn't under the basket to pull down rebounds, things like that. So, um, defensively, I think the Lakers will probably stick to what they did in game, game three, right? Where you have Vanderbilt on, on Draymond Green. So it's up to the Warriors to figure out how to counteract that. And then it's up to the Lakers to make in-game adjustments to figure out, you know, if whatever the, the Warriors do works, then you have to make an in-game adjustment to figure out, okay, how do we counteract it now? So yeah, ultimately, you know, the playoffs are all about adjustments and adjusting to what the, your opponent does. And this isn't new or anything like that. So the downside is the Lakers winning, you're not going to make a ton of adjustments. You just got to try and do what you did right in the previous game that you won. So now the Warriors will come out and make some adjustments, and the Lakers got to figure it out. And I think I think because of that, Game 4 will definitely be much more of a dogfight. Um, I like the Lakers' chances, especially if you can limit the shot-making from the Warriors, right? If they come out and don't shoot 50% from three, if you, even if they came out and shot, you know, 38% from three, which is almost 10% better than what they did in game three. I still, you know, I still like the Lakers chances and especially if they can stay aggressive, get to the free throw line, hit their free throws and just play strong defensively. I like the Lakers chances. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Anthony Davis again is key. It's key to get Anthony Davis going, get him going offensively, defensively, keep, keep him engaged. Part of this is the team. Part of this is up to him. And if we can get a big Anthony Davis game, then I really like our chances. So We'll see what happens in game four. I appreciate you all for listening. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers. 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers!